Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Love Line with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? What's going on? How was your week, man? Um, deep. <laughs> deep? <laughs> deep as in? Well, my, my piece is out of town. Okay. So it's not a sexual depth. <laughs> your vibe? My vibe. Uh, just busy shooting, shooting a show with you. Babes. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting penis on the regular, so I'm really excited. Yo, you are. Yeah. And you glow now. Yeah. Every thanks. time I see you as a result, it's looks good on you. Facials. Looks good on you. You know what kind of facials I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> hey. Um, okay, so uh, do you have any quizzes for me today? Nope. Fuck, man. I know. I know. Let me just look at these for a second and see. Yeah, no. No. Nah, nothing. Nothing. I mean, I can't have a quiz every week. We did a double last time, right? It was last week we double quizzed? Yeah, sorry about it. I could ask you about Big Brother, my uh, favorite show, which airs three nights a week, but I don't think you're watching. Um, I'm not watching. Usually <laughs> I'm watching Shark Tank because we're both equally as nerdy. I got a little burnout on that. Although, uh, my other favorite show, Investigation Discovery. Oh, yeah. They have a couple new... new you say bad- that's so good. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Uh, they have some new shows on. Mm-hmm. One of them's on tonight, actually. Mm, interesting. What time? Uh, 10 p.m. What is it? Sin City. Sin City. It's badass. Is it about like prostitutes? <clears throat> uh, no. It's about the district attorney. Uh, the district's the district attorney's office in Las Vegas, and it's it's very docu style. It's not their standard reenactment. It's live oh. docu following the cases. Like first 48. Uh, yeah, but uh, better quality. Oh, okay. It's badass. I'm not mad at yeah. it. 10 yeah. 10 p.m. Watch it. It's really good. Um, did you see the keepers yes. on, on Netflix? Did that you a, watch the whole about thing? The, 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 the nun? Yeah. Okay. So wait, don't say anything. Cause I'm literally on the conclusion. The last episode. How did you not finish it? Well, because I just fucking didn't. It's so whatever. Good. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the last episode. Oh, it's good. Fuck. What was the other one I just watched that was like that? Oh, hold on. Crap, I wasn't ready to tell you all about this, but I just watched another one that was mind-blowing. I'll, I'll find out and text you, but... But anyway, for, for people that are listening, it um, it was about the Catholic Church, the archdiocese trying to cover up, you know, the priests that were like... Baltimore, was it? Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore. that were, um, you know, basically raping these girls While at, at all-girls school. While at school, While in at his school. office, at yeah. the end of the hallway. Yes, yes, in about 1969, Can't something remember. like that. yeah. I think it was 1969 and um 
and yeah and so like when he would say over the loudspeaker like hey you know lisa so-and-so can you come to my office all the girls would kind of look at each mm. other and be like i'm like i'm sorry like i know what's about to happen to you did you go to catholic school i did not you did not okay i did yeah and although i'm not familiar with any situations that extreme, I will say that my grade school, they were physically and psychologically abusive, the nuns. Yeah. My, well, my mom went to Catholic school and uh, she she's seen a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I had a desk thrown at me by a nun. Yeah. It hit, hit you with rollers. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going all the way back to the 60s. I mean, this is what, like the 80s? Yeah. So yeah, Catholic Church got some stuff to work out. They're, that's fucking weird, bro. I just never understood. I was, so I was born Catholic. So my family's Cape Verdean, which is West African, also Catholic, very Catholic. And then Italian and Irish, very Catholic. So I was baptized Catholic when I was born. And then, you know, I remember going to a Catholic church and, you know, and they're like, okay, you need to say like five Hail Marys and two, you know, pray to St. Anthony when you lose something. And I was like, why don't I just pray to God? I don't get it. You're such a critical thinker. I was just like, so yeah, I'm going all the way to the top. Higher level of thinking (laughs) at fucking six. I'm like, the fuck? Why don't I just pray to God? I don't understand why I'm praying to these people. It doesn't make sense. Um, Oh, it's hilarious. So yeah, I was that girl, basically. (laughs) Still are. Bless that. Yeah, good time. Listen, I'm I'm just very logical. I don't know what else to say. Um, well, perfect segue from the uh, Catholic Church to attacking gender creative families. So, did you hear about this? I did not. Okay. So, I, I really don't know where the photo was posted, but a mm-hmm. uh, family, uh, mother and father, brought their son to an event and tweeted out a picture of their gender non conforming son. And they were holding up signs that said, I love my gender creative son. And the dad's sign said, My son wears dresses and makeup. Get over it. So, the actor, That's so fucking cool, James Woods. Do you know who that is? James Woods. He's always featured on fucking Family Guy, I feel like. Oh. Is that him? Yes. Right? Yes. Um, he attacked and basically said. Wait. It says it right here. Oh, is it right there? That's it right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is sweet. Wait until this poor kid grows up, realizes what you've done, and stuffs both of you dismembered into a freezer in the garage. You are perverting that kid. Yeah, but that's if they are making the kid do that. And it doesn't seem like the case. Um, I don't care either way. <laughs> James Woods what? needs to stop Seriously. commenting on gender. I know. You know what I mean? And like focus on his acting skills. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, keep it together, James. But Neil Patrick Harris, the uh, gay savior, yes. swooped in and tweeted out some kind of tweet of support. And Utterly defense. ignorant and classist, Mr. Woods. Uh, I'm friends with this family. You know not what you speak and should be ashamed of yourself. Well said. Yeah. We'll see. He knows the family, right? So this is the thing. James Woods or whoever the fuck, you know, wants to have an opinion and stuff like that. Um, You know, it's like you don't know them. You don't know them. You don't know if that like, you know, like their parents are forcing him to be that way, which honestly, I don't think really any parent does that unless you have a, a... Munchausen by proxy or something, you know? But other than that, it's like... Look, the kid's 10. He's 10. He knows what the fuck he is. he's making decisions for himself. Seriously. But again, it just goes to the whole idea that even if they were forcing him to do this, 
which would have some social implications, but you know, gender fluidity, we're moving towards it. Yeah, man. Get, get with it or get lost. Yeah. But I mean, you know, anyway, so there's that. Yeah. Um, so we have another <laughs> the one. The gay savior. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it? you know, yeah. God so bless <clears throat> producer Anne, who's not in the room anymore, found this really exciting. And I, this is kind of actually lost on me. So there's a, a viral story going around about two people. Okay. And they've flirted online for three years. Okay. And that was kind of my answer. And, and that's kind of the whole story. Yeah. What? And, yeah. And everyone okay. thinks it's pretty, that's it. And everything, everyone thinks it's really cute. Tinder's going to send them to Maui. And, uh. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, it's two girls? No, a guy and a girl. A guy and a girl flirted online for three. Where the fuck is my trip? You know how many times I flirted with somebody online? I literally said, I was like, I've done that about 12 times. Can I get some recognition? Um. They think it's really cute because time will go by, but yet they always circle back to each other and make little jokes and send little pictures. I don't know. It was lost on me. I still really don't even get this. I Do you get, get this enough to explain it? Yeah. This is so weird. Uh, there's a box. And can you grab the, the UPS boxes outside? Yes. Just, to, just tell them to put it in. Just Yeah, just tell them to set it down. I, I don't know. There's a quote here about Tinder... Uh, we can't help but be impressed by these successful e-dating stories. I mean, you know, I kind of oh, need a little bit more than that. Shut the fuck up! Oh, no. I, they flirted for three years, and now they're going on vacation. Yeah, but that was my whole thing. They went six months without talking again. I've done that about 12, 15 times. And guess what? They're going to meet up in Maui, and they're going to be sexually incompatible. Thank you. Thank you. His Thank stroke's going to be weak. His pullout game's going to be weaker. <laughs> She's going to want a raw dog. He's not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it's going to be one of those podcasts. I'm just hating because I want to go to Maui. Okay. <laughs> and now that Amber's in love, she don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> She's like, I got mine. <laughs> I got mine. I listen. God bless him. Okay. Uh, Marilyn is on the line. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. Hey. Hi, Amber. How are you? Hey, honey. How can we help you? Good, good. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I just have a question. Um, I guess, uh, long story short, um, I've been with my husband for eight years. Um, now we're married five. Um, it's just kind of complicated. But first, at the beginning of our, of our relationship, uh, we used to be very sexual. We used to have more sex. But now, I guess we kind of get... We get lost in the routine, you know, like we will have sex one time and then we will go a month without nothing at all. I mean, like pretty much my question is like, what do you guys think I should do to like spice up my sex life with my husband? You know, the, 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 <laughs> the opposite, the opposite of what you're doing. You keep using the word routine and that is one of the most sexually boring things. What is your routine? Walk me through it. Well, you know, work, uh, we work all day, we work a lot, um, we, we get very tired at night, <laughs> and then we just watch TV and fall asleep, <laughs> pretty much. Um, that sounds I like, mean, that's Amber's life. <laughs> I, I love that, right? I'm into it. Amber's like, I mean, sign me up for eight years. Yeah. Wake up, bust a <laughs> nut real quick, go to work, I'm really good. <laughs> it's just that we just feel like so sexual at first, you know, like when we first met, it was all about sex, you know, I'm sure like everybody else, you know, at the beginning of every relationship is crazy, I mean, I, see, crazy, I, babe, you know? I think that you guys are just tired. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, you know, the working class, you work every day, you get home, you take a hot shower, you eat some dinner, 
you relax in the bed. You kind of don't want to do a whole workout after that. I mean, shit like that yeah. happens. Um, maybe, I have, um, yeah. No, I was saying maybe I think what Dr. Chris may say is that um, try to do a lot of foreplay via text during the day while you guys are at work. Um, kind of like build up the arousal levels. Oh, I love it. So when when you do get home, it's like, damn, like she was saying all this, you know, really nasty stuff. Like, I, you know, he's kind of already in the mood when he sees you. What do you right. think about that? And, you know, and I mentioned um, to him, I've told him about probably, you know, like going into like an open relationship, maybe bringing someone else to the bedroom. And he's not really into that. Really? <laughs> so he's, he's really yeah. Yeah. So your husband's Amber and you're like me. No, I applaud you for being willing to think in those terms. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, when you presented it to him, what did you say? I told him that that's like... I miss having attention from someone else other than him. You know, the attention. Because yeah. um, my, sometimes my self-esteem is pretty low. So, you know, I told him that um, I haven't gotten hit on by anyone else other than him in the last eight years, pretty much. Mm. So I miss the, the action, the fun of meeting someone new, you know, getting to know someone new. And he into it. <laughs> well, you're talking about two different things. I, I mean, mean I'm not mad at her for being honest, man. No, I, I felt not. like that for a long time. Like, I just, I miss I'm just I, trying people hitting on me. Exciting. But that's the thing, Marilyn. You're talking about two different issues. There's the, my sex life with my husband's gone stale. What do we do? And then there's the, I miss having a new person make me feel sexual and hot. Right. Those are two different answers. Well, I was—I pretty much brought that up to him just so we could, you know, get a little more excited about each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying to think about options and what to do to spice things up. Well, let me ask you this: um, Do you masturbate? No, not really. Why? Uh, I don't know, really. <laughs> uh, I know he does, for sure he does. I mean, it's not really nothing bad. I guess I just don't think about it sometimes. I don't think about it. So it he's masturbating, really but he's not fucking, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I would say this, man. Yeah, I know. The more, the more sex you have, the more sex you have. And our sexual psychology, if it's not utilized, can tend to decrease. And so if right. someone's talking about wanting more sexuality in their life in general, one of the things I tell them to do is to start masturbating because that's just a way to prioritize sexuality and arousal, arousal and eroticism. So I would, I would absolutely say to start doing that. Um, Amber nailed it in that I think you can start to build up sex throughout the day so that when you get home, you are turned on. You are excited to do what you've talked about doing. Mm-hmm. It does become a priority. Um, I also, my whole thing is like, why is he masturbating and not fucking her? Wouldn't, well, that be, yeah. wouldn't that be very fresh? I would be very frustrated with that. But do you see that as a problem, yeah. Marilyn? Is he, Marilyn, is he choosing masturbation over you? I, I think he just does it just because it's accessible to him, like, you know, in the shower. When I mean, I guess I am accessible to him, too, but mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, it's easier for him to just, you know, do it really quick. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends. Sometimes if the sex you're having isn't worth having, then people will choose other options. Yeah, probably. I'll say this. He's not open to being open. You both seem like you need to reprioritize sex, but you also need to make it interesting again. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm going to give you a little homework assignment. You both 
Where do you live? What city? Vegas. This is perfect. Uh, Las Vegas, yeah. Perfect. Find one of those really nice sex boutiques. Make a date to go there together. Wander around the store. And you have to come home with something that you've never tried before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, and we do, like, every time we do have sex, it's always the same. It, yeah. it, it only lasts Boring. like 13, 15 minutes. Boring. Like, gives, I already, he already knows what you do. Marilyn, let me tell you something. Marilyn, every time I have sex, I do it differently somehow. It's different room, different positions, different times of the day. Maybe I sexted first. Maybe I did a surprise attack where... You know, my love comes home and I'm like naked in the bed masturbating. I mean, like I always try to do something new and interesting to keep it hot and interesting and fun. You have to get back to that. Yeah, and I think that's what happened with us. We fell into the same routine, the same thing, you know, the same sex, the same position, the same, you know. Not for sure, Madeline. Well, good luck, honey. Just keep us posted, okay? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love for you, sure, babe. Chris. <laughs> I bye love bye. you too. Bye-bye. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't understand. <laughs> Say again, <Just> boring kidding. <laughs> sex. <laughs> You're like, after Shark Tank, mom is ready to go always. That's <laughs> <laughs> your build. After up. Shark Tank, I'm fucking, I'm soaked. I can't wait. <laughs> oh Watching Mr. Wonderful for an hour. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Loveline with Amber Rose and certified sex therapist Chris Donahue. Right. But you know what would make me feel better? What? Some Kapari. Oh, there's no way. Love Kapari. Why love, do you love, love, love Kapari? Well, Kapari is 100% organic coconut oil. I literally lather it all over my body. I put it on my scalp, my face, mm. my feet. Um, we also have um, Kapari coconut melt, um, which is really good. It's, it comes in like a little tube. You can kind of use it whenever, you know, you're feeling a little dry. Dr. Chris, you know, I always, <laughs> I always remind you to moisturize. <laughs> and then we also have, um, excuse me, the face primer. And the sheer oil, which is super, super light. Um, and that's like really, really, really good for your face. Especially so, for people with tattoos. Yeah. No, absolutely. Covered. We have to think about that. Absolutely. Stuff. And the coconut balm is the one that's like kind of super thick um, for that extra glow. And so um, if you call right now. No, go to the website. Sorry. KapariBeauty.com slash Mava and you get 20% off your order. That's K-O-P-A-R-I Beauty.com slash Mava for 20% off. There's no sulfate, silicone, GMOs. Um, it's super organic and it's it, it smells really good as well. Um, also, the Kapari Glow. It's like a little shimmer, bronzy, tan moisturizer is absolutely amazing so make sure you go to the website right now k-o-p-a-r-i beauty.com slash muva m-u-v-a and get 20 percent off your order all right so so yes this is what is this 13 what does it say 13 things every woman should know before trying butt sex let's hear it man <laughs> fuck <laughs> 
Actually, here I'll quiz you. There's 13 on here. I bet you can I'm name. Scared. Of... No, I bet you can name all 13. To be honest all right, with fine. you, at this all right, point. fine. Go I ahead. bet you're a pro. Um, I also well. So wait, let me ask you a question. Yes. Will it happen? Butt sex. Your current boyfriend. No. He's not into it. He's not. I try- mean, I, we didn't talk about it, but he hasn't knocked on the door a little bit at all. No. Not poked around. He's no. very respectful. Okay. I mean, not that that's not, but he just, he's not going to go like, you know, try to <laughs> squeeze it in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pass him like a little note, like in school. <laughs> and he's going to open up. It's Amber gonna say, needs yeah. to try anal. Make it happen. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's coming up. Jesus All right. So Christ. just, <clears throat> there's 13 things every woman should know. Just throw out what you think three of them would be. Okay. I would say um, lube. Yup, ding, 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 ding. That they, should actually be number one. That's like further back on here. That should be number one. But y- yeah, your body needs to be relaxed. Hold on. Uh, brilliant. Number two, but that's actually not even on here. What? That's lame. They don't even have lube on here. What? No, this is stupid. This is like everything that I've learned from you. I know. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um. <laughs> Wait. Let me read you. Put the t- seven. put the tip in for ten seconds until your butt opens up. I didn't teach to you that receive. One, but okay. That's good. Uh, number seven is what you eat on the big day does matter. Jeez, I mean, you know what? I can't even take this seriously anymore. I'm, I'm done. I thought this was very clinical. This is a joke. This is a joke. No, this is actually real. First of all, doesn't it take 24 hours to digest food? Uh, I think it, what is it? Eight or more. Yeah, basically whatever. Yeah, I mean. That doesn't really make sense. So if I eat a burger and I go have anal sex, I'm just fucked. Uh, but I, I had know. salad all week. Well, or yeah. <laughs> so does it make you have to go poo? Uh, what does what what anal? you eat or anal? No, 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 no. I mean, the sensation could be akin to that that sense, but once you get used to it, um, you would be able to differentiate the feeling of I have to evacuate from. Oh, this is hot and fun. More, please. I'm nervous. All right. Um, let's we'll get back to that. Let's uh let's talk to Claire. Claire's on the line. Hey Claire. Hi, how are you? Hi, honey. How can we help you? Hi, okay, so this is it sounds like such a bad problem to have. Or like such a good problem to have. I mean, but um so my boyfriend and I have a really, really good sex life. Like several times a day. It's awesome. I think it's because we're probably still in the honeymoon phase. Like, we're about two months in. But um, he's really wanting to, like, try anal. And I'm terrified about it. And I've been saying to him that it's kind of an excuse, but I'm also serious about it. I feel like if we were to do it now, then it would be like there's nothing to do in the future. Oh, man. Like, we already, like, bring out the vibrator and all of that stuff. And it's fun. And we're totally open to new things. But I feel like if I were to do this now, like two months in, then like, what are we going to do Claire, eight months from now? Claire, if the big, if the big finale is anal, there's nothing left after that. You got a bigger problem. Is that really? A thing? Yeah. I disagree. I feel, you I disagree. think she should delay anal. I feel like so two, that there's always something to do. I'm not saying that. I'm saying two months into a relationship, my vagina should be enough. Right? That's how I feel. Even at three times a day. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, because uh, first of all, the more you fuck, the tighter your vagina is, right? right. When you go back in, cause it's like swollen. Um, and 
why do you have to put it in my ass after two months of us being in a relationship? I would have an attitude. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold up, hold up. Amber, wait, Amber would have an attitude about for a lot of reasons. Let's not act like that's just the only reason. I would, I would be like, if what? Excuse you. You want anal right? after two months? God. Exactly. I would feel like insulted. Oh man. Well, I don't. I. I don't want to place that much meaning on it. Um. I would hope that you're aware that there's a multitude of ways to keep sex new and novel. Um. For sure. Hold off on anal and. But I don't want you to think that when you finally do it, that there goes your you know sex life and it's all right from there either. I still. I feel like you should wait a while. How long should you wait? I mean, she's not ready. You're I'm not ready? I told him I'd wait until I talked to you guys, and then I would get an answer. <laughs> well, we're giving you a real unclear answer. Amber says wait. I'm, I'm like, eh. I just feel like two months in, like, your vagina should be good enough. Exactly. <laughs> Different but positions. Also, do it in, a, in, in bathrooms and kitchens and be spontaneous while you're out let them finger you under the table at dinner you know just do cute shit like that i mean that'll like you know what nothing i just love that getting fingered under the table at the restaurant that's a green light (laughs) but anal oh shit pump the brake i'm just saying there's other cool things that you can do for sure um yeah here's the thing luckily claire it sounds like you guys are a cool match it sounds like the sexual compatibility is really there so if you want to wait that's fine if you were unsure um i would want you to maybe try more sexual things to really assess the compatibility of the two of you but it sounds like you're you're there so i wouldn't really make such a big deal out of it you know wait well i think i'm mostly worried about the pain of it and do y'all have any tips on amber i know you so, but well, let me ask you a question, Claire. How? It's a couple different things. I mean, when you say mm, going into anal, feeling anxiety or feeling stressed is going to work against you. Let me call that out. Because do, did you have, do you have kids? I do not. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, so you definitely want to have gotten yourself to a place psychologically where you feel very calm about it and where you're very interested and where you're really turned on and you're really curious. That's important. Does that That's make sense? What I, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and then Because when you tighten, you tighten. When your mouth, your anxiety tightens, so's your butthole. It's, it's kind of like, well, the reason why I asked if you had a kid, so like, it's basically like, um, it's basically like I would assume having having to use the bathroom, like have to go poo, and then uh-huh. someone is like watching you. No, okay, it is nothing <laughs> like that. That's how I feel. That, okay, it is nothing. They like said that. it's harder to have babies with people in the room watching you because you have to push and like it feels like you're gonna shit yourself. So I can only. Assume I have another gross question relating to that, and it's also I feel like that I can vouch for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've heard, like, I remember those high school horror stories, like, oh, that girl totally shit on her boyfriend. Is that a thing? No, no, no. Listen, listen. Your rectum isn't an area of the body that holds poop. You're, that's mm-hmm. more colon-based. Um, the rectum should only have that in there if you're feeling the need to go to the bathroom. It's more of an immediacy. So if you don't feel like you need to use the bathroom, you can be more comfortable and confident that you're going to be okay. But I would also always say, though, that you have to be open to the possibility 
<clears throat> of it not being 100% cleaned. And it also depends on your, your boyfriend's penis size. But it should be like an enema, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say for the first time, I would have you do that to get comfortable. But your boyfriend's penis size is really going to matter because that's going to depend on how much of the rectal area is uh, getting bumped, scrubbed, rubbed, pulled on. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, really, I can't really give her any more advice. I don't, really don't know. So. <laughs> no, your birthing, your birthing example is good enough. <laughs> All right, Claire. Thanks, yeah. honey. Good luck. Thank you Use so much, Use a lot guys. of lube. I love your show, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Bye, you too. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's one thing that you just have to kind of always answer, Dr. Chris. Yeah, and the thing is, is the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. Yeah. And the more you'll relax. I just don't, I don't have a prostate, so I don't just don't know why I would ever do it. Because there's nerve endings. <sighs> You're trying to find any way to get out. I mean, I'm just saying, like, even when I feel like I got to poo, I'm like, fuck, I got to poo. This is like, it's like a, it's like a experience. chore. Total different experience. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's supposed to be sex, so it's supposed to feel good and be fun. And so if anything's going to feel like a chore, you want to start to kind of scratch that off your list. But again, there's some people that think oral sex is a chore. Oh, yeah. And I, I like oral sex, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs> I think we're uh, done for the day. Uh, <laughs> We've had a long week. And uh, seriously, and where's the other fucking caller, bro? What's going on? I love when you call her, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> Um, I made an interesting post today on social media. I was on Facebook and a woman posted this really beautiful story about how she's married and she gave birth and recently she realized she's asexual after having had her kid. And I was like, oh, how brave, how fascinating, how educational. I read everyone's comments. Man. Oh, I think you were like, yeah, asexual is actually very healthy. Yeah. I read like, yeah, and then... Totally exists. It's an appropriate form of sexuality. Not Just that that's that's not a real thing. Something's wrong with her. Everyone's sexual. She's got some, you know, a disorder. She needs to go see a doctor. And it's like, no, you know, all of us at some point in our lives have experienced the feeling of not wanting to be sexual. And there's some people who have that most of the time in their lives. Right. They're just not as hypersexual. Right. Um, we all know that friend that's always horny. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> we always know that other I always say, like, I'm half asexual. Now, clarify that for me. Um, <laughs> I'm half asexual. I'm half. Oh, God. Yeah, because if I don't care about you, I can go, like, ye- I can go, like, years. I can go a long time without sex. If, if I don't... I don't care about you. Well, you mean if you're single or you mean... Yeah, like, if I'm single and I'm just, like, single for a long time, I'm not going to be like, yo, I really want to go, like, fuck. Oh, I don't understand that. Yeah, like I just won't feel the need to fuck unless I have some type of like feelings or chemistry <clears throat> with someone. You know what we call that? What? Demisexual. Someone who needs more of a relationality to occur before sexuality happens. Yeah, I need that. Or so I you're a demisexual. That's cool. By the end of this, you're going to have like a long row of words to explain your sexuality. That's what I'll put on my Tinder bio. <laughs> demisexual. <laughs> There's like 700 to choose from. Analphobic. <laughs> demisexual. I'm such facial a Facial loving. Facial. Rose. Oh, yeah. I love girl. me a good facial, honey. Yeah, you do. Um, did you text me about the super gonorrhea? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, because I'm like, no one else would text me that. Hey, don't you put my damn number in your phone. What do you mean? No, no, no. Oh. I couldn't. <laughs> you're such an idiot. I couldn't remember who texted I did. me that. And then I, I wanted was like, to it horrify has to be you. Dr. Chris. For sure. No one else would do it. Keep you scared. Um, That's fucking scary. <clears throat> yeah, so those can that don't explain, know. Can you explain? Yeah. <clears throat> there's a super strain of gonorrhea going around. And I mean, we're in a time where there's a lot of antibiotic resistance going on. And so we're developing super bugs that we can't get rid of with antibiotics. But the most amazing thing is on the heels of that discovery, there also might be soon released a um, uh, vaccine for gonorrhea. Oh. Yep. Might be able to get vaccinated for gonorrhea soon. That actually would be great for like young teenagers and stuff. For sure. You know? Yep. To kind of get vaccinated early. Mm-hmm. So you might not even have to really worry about it. What is that? Okay. So what? where does STDs come from? <clears throat> like, like where did they originate? Like, you know, like when you sent me that text, I was, you know, with my friend and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, yo, how does that happen? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's from fucking like dead people or like animals and shit. <laughs> like, how does it happen? It's a good question because the question of the origin of AIDS and HIV was a long debate for a while as well. You know, did they ever where find did that out come from, you know, I, I don't think it was ever confirmed because I think the process of going backwards to find the origin of something is always in the end going to be very theoretical. Right. It's really hard to figure out what causes or what's just a correlation, but you know, gene mutations. I'll say this, <clears throat> and this might sound somewhat conspiracy theory based, but we right now are ruining the environment. And as we ruin the rainforest in the environment, we are releasing things that weren't meant to be uncovered and released out into the environment. Like what? <clears throat> uh, diseases and bacteria and viruses that had we not disturbed the natural environment might have stayed contained. Mm. And now that we're displacing animals and animals are running wild into towns and villages and not staying off and we're ripping apart the ground and we're releasing things off into the air, it's definitely, I think, having an impact. That makes sense, <clears throat> That's part of a little bit of my theory. So... Damn. I think things are going to get worse. That's fucking scary. And again, also because we're using things like, you know, all the antibacterial soaps and whatnot there, and we're overly prescribed antibiotics, there's a lot of resistance. And so we're getting super strains of things. Right. <clears throat> right. And we're eating a lot of non-organic foods. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> we are compromising our immune systems. We're getting bigger and bigger, like every, like my son is fucking huge. Your son's like a 16 year old. Yeah. And he's four. (laughs) So like, you know, that's from like, you know, hormones and and chicken and like, it's crazy. It's mainly, I think it's really from, um, uh, cheesecake factory meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he just ate for dinner. Go fuck yourself. I've heard a lot of studies done on that. That's like his favorite. Well, you know, when you have a kid, like. Kids are fussy when it comes to food, right? right? So you almost have to give them what they're going to eat or they won't eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like that a little bit. I have a few foods that I eat. I don't eat a wealth of things. I'm very picky. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk. Denise. Denise is on the line, baby. Hi, Hi, Denise. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Hey, what's going on? How are you guys? Good. Hey, how can we help you, babe? 
So, yeah, I'm calling because I've recently been dating this guy, and we've connected really good. And he's ready to take me down, like, south to meet his kids and his family. And basically, his baby mother, like, she's not having it. Like, she lost her mind. She wants me to not be there. She wants me to have nothing to do with the daughter's birthday, and I just don't know what to do. Mm. Have you ever had this, Amber? I I have. Uh, mm. How old are you? I'm 26. Mm, yes, I was like real. I was really really young, um, and I dated a guy that had a um, um, a two year old, mm. and uh, and his baby mom was not having it, and like she would, oh, you know, she would see me out on the street, and she would try to fight me all the time. Mm. You know, I wind up fighting her and like Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. Well no, but I mean this was like she was in my we were in the same city, so it was hard to like get away from her. Um but I think that you should ask him for her number. And I think that you should Okay, well I actually spoke to her before. Okay. And when I spoke to her, she was saying all these good things. And, I mean, it was kind of like a weird conversation because one minute she was like, yeah, he's a good father. But then the next minute she was like, yeah, but you got to watch out because he does lie. But he is loyal. But, like, when he told her that I was coming down there, she basically was like, I can't believe you're bringing her to meet your mother. I haven't moved on yet. You're embarrassing me. Yeah, because she's she still loves him, babe. She 100% still loves He's him. He's been living in New York away from her for like two years already. It like, doesn't matter. Gotta... It does not matter. It doesn't. You don't have a baby with someone and love them and then it just goes away in like a year or two. I'm not yeah. saying that he shouldn't move on. Like you guys should definitely be happy. But, um, you know, it's just probably very, very difficult for her because she has his kid and she's probably very close with his family as well. Denise, what? Yeah, no, the family doesn't. No, they're not. The family doesn't like her. They don't. That's a whole nother. Denise, what's oh. your? Uh, this is your boyfriend. Yeah. Of seven months. No, we've been together for like four or five months. Okay. Uh, this isn't your problem to solve. This is his. And that's what he basically told me. Like he bought the tickets so we can go down there. And he basically was like, let me be a man and handle this. But I feel like he doesn't have the situation under control. And I'm not ready to go out of state and sit in a yeah. hotel room while he plays family with exactly. his big mother. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, it, and that's what it's going to be. Because what happens is, um, you know, a lot of babies' moms are not as nice as me. Um, and they'll use the baby against, you know, the father. So they'll be like, oh, okay, you want to bring this bitch down here? Cool. Now you're not going to see your kid. And so what happens is, is that, you know, the guys have to kind of overcompensate, be extra nice to the baby's mom, you know, kind of, you know, finesse the situation so he could see his kid. I don't know if that's it, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I don't honestly, I don't feel like he really needs to tell her anything like why why do you have to tell her that you were coming down there? He should have just he kept actually it quiet. didn't tell her. He told the kids and the kids told her. He, that was petty. That was petty. He yeah, because the kids are not the kids are not young. His kids are like above all of them are above the age of five. I mean, they obviously know that the kids are going to go tell the mom. <clears throat> this just bums me out. I just wish that everyone could be a little more mature through a breakup and understand that if someone no longer chooses to be with you or you're no longer with them, that you don't have a right to dictate what happens next in their life or in their next relationship. Yeah, but it's, it's yes, I agree with you. 
but not every <clears throat> baby's mom is like that and they know. use the kids against them so i'm trying to inspire you all he needs to he needs to finesse the situation and know that his child is the most important in the situation For or sure. his kids <clears throat> and she okay so what do you think that. i should do like the day of the child's birthday and if i should even go with him I is that at know. her part is it at she's gonna be there she has no plan she basically has no plan she's basically told him i'm doing whatever you're taking her to do yeah i think that you should sit that one out okay that's just that's my personal opinion i think that you know, it's not really detrimental that you're there. It doesn't, you know, you're not going to kill yourself if you don't go. I think that you can go to a spa, have a nice little day, let them, you know, enjoy the day. Because at the end of the day, the kids want to be around both parents, especially if they're separated. Yeah. That's the most important thing because, you know, obviously those kids don't get that often because they don't live in the same state. Yeah. So it would probably be a really great day for the kids if the mom and dad were there there's no arguments, there's no fights, you know, and it's not that he's, you know, not happy that he's with you or he's not in love with you. It's just being, you know, mature about the situation and letting, you know, letting them have the birthday party. Yeah, and that's the key word is be mature about it. Lovingly, Denise, let him know that it sounds like something that's really complex and nothing you want to pull yourself into and that you're going to lovingly stay home and allow them to have their weekend. But in the future, that's th- these are not problems for you to be worrying about or solving. This is his. It's only been four months, Bailey. Like, you got to you got to give it a second. These are like these are you know what I mean. They're her babies, so like to. I mean, and that's what I told him because I didn't ask to come. Like he invited me to come. He bought the ticket, and I was like, "Why would you do this if you don't think that the baby mother's ready for this?" Mm-hmm. And he just was like, "I'm ready for this. This is what I want to do." But. Yeah, but he wants to be with you. And that's what he's saying. He doesn't want to be with her. He loves you. He wants to be with you. But there's certain situations. Like, my boyfriend now, he has three kids, right? And I'm not going to go and be at the birthday party right now with his baby's mom. I'm just not going to do it. Because it's not about me at all. Yeah, it's about the kids. It's about the kids. That's it. And so... I'm not trying to like, you know, have you argue with her on a kid's birthday. It's just, it's just not yeah, an ideal true. situation. Enjoy that weekend. <laughs> yeah, <Denise>. girl. <laughs> that was a lot. Thank you, guys. Thank All right, you. honey. Thanks. <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing, though. I will always hold the bar high to try to make people act better. Yeah. I mean, that is like, that's my job. Ground zero. Um, <clears throat> If I'm see if I'm oh god yeah right if I'm seeing someone mm-hmm. I'm bringing them actively into every part of my life and if my ex can't handle that that is on them to handle you don't have kids oh I know it's different oh I know but listen there still has to be this idea that we don't live and act from our anxiety mm-hmm. and our you know lesser parts at all times and you know try to be better. Kids are different. So people shouldn't try to be more mature because they have a kid? Yeah, not after four months. Really? Yeah. I don't agree. So he's dating her for four months. Yes. Right? Not saying that the kids can't be around her. Right. Not saying none of that. Only saying that why does she have to show up to a birthday party with the baby's mom, the kid's mom and the dad? 
She doesn't need to be there. Whose birthday party was it? It was the kids. Oh, I didn't hear that part. That's what it was. It was one of the kids' birthdays, and he invited her after being with her for four months to his kid's birthday party with his baby's mom, and his baby's mom was like, no, it's not going down. So why is he then pushing for this girl to come down anyway? Because he, he's being petty. He's being petty. See, I want to talk to him and understand I'm not, why he's I'm, pushing for that. I'm not going to go to my boyfriend's kid's birthday if the baby's mom is uncomfortable. But maybe that's because I have a child. Like, I'm not going to do that because it's not about me. That's a day for him and his child's mother to enjoy the, the birth of their kids. That's it. I don't need to be there. I'll be at home. I'll wait. I hope you have a wonderful day. Show <laughs> me some pictures. <laughs> I'll send a gift. But I don't need to be there. This is awkward. You don't need to do that. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess in that specific instance, I agree with you. But I think for me, the higher lesson is that if you are trying to dictate someone's behavior from your pettiness or your anxiety, and this goes for all of them, that is not a healthy psychological move. Mm -hmm. If I say to someone, why are you asking someone to not come to the party? And they say, because I'm uncomfortable, not good enough. Grow up. Yeah, but you don't know the history. For sure I don't. So you don't know know if the baby's mom is like, child, he has a different girl every four months. For sure. I'm not trying to have this bitch over here. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't understand the specifics, but um, yeah. fine. I'm a baby's mom. I I, I know. <laughs> I'm going to fight you on it. <laughs> I know, because I'd be like, damn, another bitch around my son. God damn, but pay it. <laughs> Let's, fuck it. Fuck Yo, you're like, you're like sweating, dude. Jeez, I'm a sweater. You're like fucking like. Whoa. All right, so. Make sure you call in to Loveline. We don't do the show live, so you have to leave a message at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. Subscribe at play.it. And also, you can go to lovelinewithamberose.com. Leave a message. Our wonderful producer, Ann, will call you back, um, you know, when we're on air. And that's our show, everyone. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.